The following is brought to you by the Starfleet Podcast Network, SPN, The Spin. Uh, Big J's Beef. Welcome to another serving of Big J's Beef. I'm Big J, here with the wonderful Nico. And you guys are probably wondering, why are you two not wearing, like, official Starfleet uniforms? And my response to that would be, it doesn't matter. Okay, so we're going to focus our talk today about Star Trek Picard Season 3, Episode 8, called Surrender. And I know I've got some beef with it, but, well, not the whole thing, some parts. And Nico, I noticed you were writing notes about the episode, which I'm really curious about. But first, I want to tell you, I, th I'm, I think I know what it might be, or at least I'm hoping I know. I'm going to guess, because our last recording... Our last episode, we talked about Jack Crusher, but I cut all that out because that was kind of my complaint. But you were talking about data lore and the whole bipolar android mental health thing. And I thought, OK, well, that's more interesting. But this time around, I'm thinking, you know, you know what I want to talk about, right? I, I'm what, do I what do I always want to talk about? Food. No. <laughs> gotcha. Cats. Cats? Yes. Oh, I'm like, cats. this is my favorite episode because they have a cat in it. I was so super excited to see Spot. So I'm sorry you missed my reaction on that. So you were happy to see Spot. Okay, that's great. Well, I don't have a problem with cats. <laughs> I mean, cats are fine. So I'm curious, what was what was your beef with this episode? Did you have any? Something you didn't quite jive with? Yeah. For me, it's the whole powers thing with the boy okay well hold on with that for a minute yeah, that okay. was in my notes but that was not my top thing now okay. let's go back to the cat for a minute okay sure because that totally was i think my beef this time Ooh, with okay. uh the android again mm -hmm. so we talked about partitions and the mental health and all that and i said was there a benefit to having lore uh along with all of the other um personalities it, put into this new synth. And um, so here we see uh, lore and data battling because they've taken down the partition between his brain. And so, of course, data's kind of like, there's nothing I can do about this. You're just going to take me over because, of course, you know, the stronger personality we talked about last time is definitely lore. He loves the chaos. So he's going to fall into this whole thing. So what got me was um, in this whole part, uh, Lore is taking trinkets is what he's calling uh, Data's memories, and he's taking them one by one and destroying them. And so we see eventually they get to the point where Data's brain is no longer has any portion of himself because Lore has taken over everything. And then all of a sudden... Data's giving him a pack of uh, poker cards and Lord's like, why are you giving this to me? He's like, this is the last part of you. And he's like, yep. And then I'm going to be gone. And so we see all red in the data matrix um, of his brain. And then suddenly it turns all blue. And so now he, it's all Lore is gone and data is all back. So my beef is like when you lose pieces of data 
and I'm speaking like the computer data, um, the ones and the zeros, they can't just magically convert into the opposite thing. So I was like, this, this is so fantasy here, you know, and a lot of times they do a really good job of sticking with the the scientific part, the sci-fi part. But I really felt like we were so much more into fantasy part there. And that was just I, I am one of those people that watches shows for the entertainment value. So I'm like, yay, you know, it's data mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm all happy, but I'm like, oh, right. that's totally unrealistic. So, yeah, I, I loved seeing the cat. And, you know, if I could talk about cats all day, I would. So I got that in there. And do not get her started on cats, <laughs> because once you start talking about cats, then that's it. The whole thing's going to be about Cats. <laughs> so, but let's go back to what you were saying, because okay. I did have like, once again, Jack and the part that we cut out had me referencing glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. And there was a reference in our last episode where I had said, watch out if you see my eyes glowing. Oh, yes. You had your warning. If I see Nico's eyes glowing, I know I screwed up badly. And at that point, it's just run for my life. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, so I had kind of brought up that whole part about him having some sort of telepathic abilities and things like that. And we were kind of like, yeah, this isn't very realistic um, as far as as science has been able to prove to this point. Um, So we had heard a little bit off camera about what was going on with Jack as he described it to Picard. Um, when they were, was it his ready room or they were in the conference? They were in the conference room. Okay. Um, so we didn't see all of what he disclosed, but we knew. No, I'm sorry. They were in sick bay. Most of the, most of the episode, uh, Picard and Beverly. It was where that table is, where they all sit around. Okay. At that point. Yeah. That's in the conference. Okay. So they were in the conference room and we, Mm -hmm. and it like cut out. So we didn't actually see what the description was, but we kind of knew because Sydney had been taken over briefly and, um, we saw the glowing eyes. We heard voices. We saw him seeing like these veins or vines growing along the wall. And then him seeing this, um, red door and the um, hearing the voices. So having some sort of something calling out. And we we were questioning what Vatic had in connection with all that. Um, so, yeah, I want to hear what your take was on on what you think about that part. Well, every time I see that red door, I, I think red rum, red rum <laughs> from The Shining. So going back just real quick, when you're talking about the... I think the thing between data and lore, that was, it was kind of like in season one with Picard and data in that, uh, like that study when data was dying, it's a symbolism, it's symbolism thing. I get what they're going for there and I, I was good with it, but you're right. The part that I wasn't quite the whole every every data node of his brain turning red, like you said, I think I would have been just a little happier if there was one little thing, one little part that stayed because that's where I thought they were going with it. I thought so too. I, I why like why why do that whole thing? Make that emphasis on that, and I don't know. I just I think it was just one little step too far, but that's kind of a 
kind of a nitpick. But, but in IT, am I correct? Like that's you are completely right. impossible. It's not like you completely change a hundred percent of something, and then since everything else is gone, it just suddenly reappears. I mean, you would have to do a reverse process or something. Unless you have a good backup. And well, but knows, have but there was no backup. Computer. No backup. Sorry. Right. It was this time. It was a one way trip. So you're right. I'm not. I'm not quite buying that. So I agree with you on that. So going back to what you're saying in regards to Jack Crusher, I have to tell you, so Jack and uh, Wesley both had different fathers, but same mother, Beverly. Uh, what is it about her side of the family that is giving these boys these powers like this? I mean, I I would think, and there there has not been, as far as I recall, there has not been one single shred of anything said about that. No, and they've said everything has been normal. When she's done his medical scans, mm -hmm. she says everything is functioning normally. So they have no way to prove scientifically that there is anything going on with him. So, okay. So when the, when the red eye thing happens, that's just for us to see that. Well, is that, do they see that too? Is that your take on we, it or we don't that know. I mean, I was assuming that I was assuming that maybe there was something like how did Vatic tell that Jack was inside the other guy who was on her ship, the ensign or whatever he was title was. Um, I mean, she did look into his eyes, but there but she has kind of that telepathic ability, I believe. So I felt it was more of not just looking in his eyes. It was more of like um, she was sensing something. Um, while she was looking into his eyes, like knowing that it was his presence that she was feeling. Right. Um, and they did talk about like they believe that whatever she's wanting is more of an emotional thing, um, an emotional something plan. I don't I don't think I was too thrilled with in, in this episode. And it's not just this episode, but the whole kind of magic thing. Now we've seen crazier stuff. Lord knows we've done that. However, I think with, with him being able to occupy other people's minds and bodies, I think that there's, I, it, it's tough to put my finger on it. it. There's just something about it that I just say, you know, why did they, why are we going this route with, with him? Like, and we're going to find out eventually there's only two more episodes, what it is about him that enables him to be able to do that. I think it's pretty weird, you know, but we've seen crazier things happen. Well, here was my take on, on what Troy kind of intervened and said, she said that there was some sort of darkness surrounding an all all encompassing darkness surrounding Jack and that there was mm -hmm. definitely a presence or something else like that was not him. Well, then we get the red door and red rum. She red was rum. saying something about how it, this thing is ancient and whatever. And all I keep thinking is demons, you know, like, is he possessed? You know, is that, is that what we're seeing that there's this other entity with inside him that's taking over and it's actually 
that entity that has the abilities and he's just warehousing it like as though his body is the vessel. And so. So you think he's been, he's been possessed. Yeah. Like, you know, and then right at the end of the show, of course I was bummed because they cut it off right when he's getting Mm -hmm. ready to open the red door. Mm -hmm. But he even says, I'm terrified of what is behind that door. So even though he said, I've always felt I'm different and he's known that there's something about himself. Like he even says, I've, I've not, I have not changed who I am. It's not like he was a changeling. He says, I know I'm not that. So kind of when we speculated how, um, if Vatic was able to pass anything or if, or if they were doing any sort of plot with, um, data and putting programming into him, we, we kind of know from what he says in this episode that he has, had this since he was a very small child. And they're talking about as this frontier day comes closer. Yes. That all of these powers and his feeling of this difference in himself and everything is becoming clearer and stronger and more powerful. So to me, that seems like you know, we talk about people going through puberty and things change, hormones change and things like that, or pregnancy hormones change and things like that. So is there something about his exposure? He's been all over these different places. Um, You know, he's been around his father now. We don't really, they were talking about the syndrome that they thought his dad had passed to him hereditarily. So we have all these pieces together. Are all of these things kind of a domino effect that are triggering or has he hit the age where this thing is now going to wake up? Um, We don't know. So I guess that was the other thing. Like we get that cutoff right at the end and we're kind of just left hanging. But you know, there's, it's so far out of reality that, you know, like I'm, I'm struggling a little bit too with, even if it is an another entity within him, which I hope it's not, that would just kind of complicate things. (laughs) But remember I said, how are they going to kind of write this off later, you know, at the end for the happy thing, unless they're going to write him off as dying or being taken over permanently, which, you know, we always seem to have, too much luck <laughs> where, you know, Picard has yeah. always got the extra luck. So as his son, I'm going to give him one of those passes too. He's going to extra luck pass. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I'm really interested to see where they're going with this whole piece, because originally we talked about it being some sort of mental health thing, which, you know, I guess in a way, if you're possessed, you could look at that as a mental health issue. Like, and- like schizophrenia. Is that the right one? I was I was looking, I looked it up and was reading it, and I don't think it quite Well, some of the stuff, if you take away the telepathic abilities, mm-hmm. the hallucinations and auditory manifestations and all of those things that I was um trying to find the right words for last episode, um, yeah, then you you That's really it. do have kind of this depiction of him being a schizophrenic, but that whole piece of being able to read minds 
Mm-hmm. And be able to control someone, enter them, use their eyes and their body, which that was kind of an added piece this time. We knew a little bit about the the tel- uh, telepathy with the brain part, but now we're seeing where he can actually like control the person's body, walk them down the hallway, you know, use a flashlight, etc., cool. etc. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I really was hoping that the ensign would get the override code into the computer before Vatic, oh, so but close. you know, like he's right there, he's right there, but I. I feel like that was like a trick. I I feel like she knew all along pretty much and was just kind of playing up to like, hey, let's wait right until he's right at that spot to hit go. <laughs> no, no, don't give her that it. much credit. Come on. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. So I I think that, like I said before, I think that they shouldn't go that route. If they go the route of him being possessed, I think I would be less happy and would have more of a problem with the whole thing than I do now. Because to me, that would be kind of cheap. I think if you're, if you're going to do this and you're going this route with what they've been doing, then commit to it. Don't just wash it off as he was under some kind of other outside mind control or something like that. I I think that would be kind of a cop out if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. We have seen that before, like, um, which is why I hope they don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking in other ways we saw in, um, what was the first, very first movie, Star Trek movie, the motion picture. Star Trek, the motion. Is that picture. one with the V'ger? V- yep. That's okay. with the V'ger. So, I mean, we see in that one where, uh, is it Lieutenant Ilya? You got it. Okay. We see where she's actually like kind of taken over, basically copied and turned into this other entity. Right. Um, and then I'm trying to think of, there was another episode where we had kind of that, that same thing. I mean, we just did the, the data lore thing taking over back and forth, which is a little bit different because it, you know, were things, personalities combined and struggling inside, but still that's kind of the depiction we're getting is that there's, there's something else in there. And he's, he's like, I know it's not me. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see because in some of the other, uh, species that they've come about with, they have had things that are, you know, utilize people as their host. So whether it be like a worm kind of thing or turn your damn phone off. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was my alarm. We're going to have another one. Soon, that was your so. alarm. Yeah. Now, which alarm was that? <laughs> that was the take your medicine. Take, alarm. Your, take your crazy pill alarm. <laughs> hey, and we were talking about schizophrenia and bipolar and her take your medicine alarm goes off. Should I be afraid? Should I take off the other ones too right now? Oh my God. Yes. You know, we're trying to record a show here. I'm sorry, everyone. The unprofessionalism that I have to deal with is just astronomical. Oh, it doesn't even. Oh, there it is. But that's a lot of alarms. You need all. Okay. Well, before I get into a rabbit hole here, you're almost there. Okay. We're, I think we're good. <laughs> all right. What was I, I only have three of them. I counted more than three. Well, those lamps. were other. Those were wake up alarms. Those I have about six. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not ready to wake up yet. Not ready no. to wake up yet. Not ready to wake Definitely up. Definitely not. 
they're my get me going in the morning, get your butt out of bed and, and get out the door. Well, Star Trek is no stranger to being people being taken over the whole mind control thing. Uh, yeah, like Rathacon, we body had the stuff. fun little guys that oh, went in your ear. Little ears. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the earwigs. Seti eels. <laughs> you know, that freaked me out. I'm getting you this out. for your birthday. <laughs> no. No, don't do that. I, I don't want to be susceptible to suggestion. Especially not <laughs> from are. a person or from crazy <laughs> next to me here. I... So that's the last thing I need is more brain damage. <laughs> but, you know, they used to freak me out when I was a kid. The, little, the thing crawling out of Chekhov's ear. Yeah. Oh, boy. We could go watch that next. We already did. Oh, that's okay. Recently. We can watch it again. I'm going to watch a different Star Trek movie <laughs> if we're going to do an, another one. For okay, God's how about sake. Nemesis? We can, like, analyze the whole John Picard you're, thing. You're going to make me sit for Nemesis. Mm -hmm. Well, it was just recently First Contact Day, so we could watch oh, we First could Contact. Yeah. Where are we going with all of this? You've taken us right off of... <laughs> how we do were, we do this? All we were talking about how what was all our topic of their... Tonight? How all of their stuff with Jack... Like, what yeah. is this? Where is he getting these abilities? Like, is this something that is... Now, why would you say... Why would you propose that he is being possessed when Wesley, his older brother, had had abilities, but he was not under any kind of possession or, or mind well, control? Okay, remind me of Wesley's abilities. It's it's hard to uh, it's, it's it's hard to describe. He was. Uh, so we'll be watching those clips later. Do you remember the Traveler? No. Uh, are you talking? You talking, not the, about Q. No, not Q. Okay. The Traveler was the guy that kind of just, he like had this ability to, to see like past space and time. And was that the one where oh. John Luke was like in a globe? No, you're, kids, okay. you're thinking of generations when he was uh, stuck in the Nexus. Okay. No, this was the one, the Enterprise got thrown to like the edge of the universe. They went to a couple different galaxies because they were doing a warp experimentation thing to make it go faster. And this guy's traveler did something to where he kind of fades in and out of reality and caused the ship to just go like 300 years away from the Milky Way galaxy. But anyway, so Wesley ended up kind of developing these same sort of abilities. The thing is though, I just, I can't think of a good way was to contaminated? describe it. No, it wasn't contaminated. It's just, okay. it just like happened naturally, you know, I'd have to, you, you know what, let me do this. Um, let me look it up. Let me go ahead and finish what you were saying before. Sorry. I think I'd cut you off when you were, you're making a point about something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's good because neither of us remember now. All right. No, I was just talking about like all the different types of um, people that they've or species that they've come across so far. Um, you know, like there was Gyna had some sort of extra per sensory perceptions or something like that. And We've got Deanna, 
with her betazoid stuff, which she's coming in and she's trying to convince Jack to let her basically rush him through a therapy session so they can get to the end of like, what is this? Which I'm not sure is a very good idea. Um, okay. So here we go. Let me, let me read this. And I, th I think once I do, you'll understand why it was so difficult to describe because it's kind of a, to me, a very abstract kind of thing. So this is from memory alpha, which is basically the, the, the resource for everything Star Trek. Okay. So the traveler had certain abilities, like the ability to act like a lens, which focuses thought, which allowed him to alter space, time and warp fields with the power of his mind. He could phase out of time and dimension and move between planets and starships. These abilities were based on his ability to focus the energy of thoughts and in his advanced understanding of the nature of reality. According to the Traveler, thought was the basis of all reality. In addition, Deanna Troy noted that his presence could not be detected with the empathic abilities of Betazoids. He could also shapeshift to appear as humanoids from other species with different clothing. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that makes it any more understandable, but that's just, that's just what it, what it was. And so Wesley Crusher developed the same kind of thing and he was, he was gifted. I mean, he, he wasn't possessed or taken over. So that's why I hope that that doesn't happen here. If you're, if you're going to do it, then do it. Don't go with the, the whole mind control, alien control trope. At this point, I don't think that I would be, I don't think there's anything that they would do with this that would make me more happy. I'm already kind of like, I'm not overwhelmed or underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. I've, so, but that's the one thing is don't just chalk it up to some kind of alien, creepy bluegill thing that crawled in his mouth at some point or something in his ear that's making this happen. Make it a natural ability that just kind of developed. But well, we did hear about um, the Rafi was with uh, Jean-Luc's uh, body and she said, well, this is just his, you know, bio body, just his shell. And um, she said, yeah, they had removed parts of the brain that were related to the aromatic uh, syndrome. So we I guess it was kind of their posturing that the maybe the changelings were wanting Jack's blood, but I don't think that's what it is. I think that they actually probably want either his brain intact or sections of his brain. Like if, if they're already taken parts of Jean-Luc's previous body's brain, then to me that suggests that that was kind of what Vatic was after. And um, yeah. So even, even though he could, let's just say that, it was known that he could do this thing. What does that have to do with Frontier Day? What? That's what I'm racking well, my that, brain is on. Is that when we have everybody all together from Starfleet? The, the whole fleet. Yeah, but so we Apparently. we saw the 
blobby head earlier. We still don't know like who that is or where they're at. And it was interesting because so there's been a couple of sci-fi movies where, and and I was questioning this along the way with Vatic. It seems like she has something going on with her biology. Um, And this time they made the veining in her face much more pronounced. And she's like smoking these cigarette kind of things. And the old stogie there. The interesting thing is in some of these other um, sci-fi movies, shows, whatever, they have talked about them smoking something to combat radiation. And there was this thing of her being exposed to all sorts of things in the lab. And with that veining in there, I feel like there's something that was unstable in her biology that, She was like, I felt like she was smoking it as like a therapy kind of thing. And the oral fixation. No, no, no. Like as in a like stop the progression or a regression of something in her in her body, because that veining like wasn't really there the very first episode. And I've watched it kind of progress more. So I was like, what's what is with that? Um, We saw like the veins or the vines in the in the hallways mm-hmm. of what um and there was talk of them thinking that they needed Jack's blood so i'm i don't know if there's an underlying thing of like this is some sort of virus kind of thing that she had or how does she know what Jack's abilities are that was kind of my other beef i'm like how does she know what what he's what he is carrying and how to unlock all this and 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 then of course you know they smashed her on the ship into a million pieces which you know she <laughs> became a popsicle cool. and then smashed <laughs> i thought hey that's awesome i was yep. so for that i think i cheered but <laughs> then she's going straight toward the um like the back tail end of the heat of the exhaust. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, oh, is she going to come back together? So I'm oh, waiting God, for no. all the pieces to no. coalesce and she's <laughs> floating around in space being like, I'm here. And they're going to bring her back and, you know, like let her somehow Surprise. pop in the air, the air hatch there. You know, I don't know. But yeah, I, so I was like, what is this underlying thing that she's got going on? And she seems to know something about Jack that nobody else knows. And I'm like, how would that be? She was created in a lab and where would she have any kind of any knowledge gained, even if she's under the control of this blobhead? You know, I, I just I'm really having I'm struggling with that whole piece of it, that she actually was knowledgeable about something. And and I, I wasn't buying into that too much. So I guess they exited that whole portion of the storyline for me. So I, I hopefully don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, we have two episodes left and I don't know about you, but I am dying to see what he has to do with this whole thing because it seems to be an odd mystery which is good i'm i'm okay with mysteries i just i hope they don't go the route of season three of star trek discovery that entire season was about uh, oh well you haven't seen it so i don't want to spoil it that's okay go ahead um (laughs) so there had been this event just near the end of the uh, was it the thirty first century, where suddenly every warp capable ship 
like in the galaxy just exploded. And so there was this whole mystery behind how did that happen? What caused it? What caused all of these warp cores that were active at the time to have their dilithium crystals suddenly go inert and have the matter, antimatter touch and blow everything up, even moons, planets, anything that had dilithium just was, you know, screwed. Um, and what ended up, I'm, I'm going to try to not spoil it, but I'll just, I'll kind of, or for anyone out there that hasn't seen it, um, the, the whole thing went from like this big, huge mystery that had all these implications that happened across the galaxy and the way it was resolved or the way it was discovered, how it all happened was, was a bit too small in scope is, is how I'll word it. Um, hopefully that doesn't give anything away to anyone who hasn't seen Star Trek discovery season three. But I'm hoping that's not a repeat where we take this huge, big deal that apparently is is building up and they turn it into something small, like something that just, okay, all this for nothing kind of thing. Uh, so, well, you know, you know, we had that whole uh, thing where the... Federation had a antidote for the virus they gave to the changelings. Yep. So maybe that's the solution that he'll just get this antidote and he'll be fine. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, we still haven't used that. So that's that's in the medicine cabinet if they they want to pull it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you know, this is good. Last week we talked about bipolar, now schizophrenia. So I wonder what we're going to have. Next time to talk about, I wonder if I'll go manic depressive or, um, I don't know, <laughs> anxiety, name something. Well, I think he's already having some anxiety. Oh, true. Yeah. There's that. And stress for sure. Yeah. I, I do want to see where they end up taking this, like we talked about possibly another dominion war or something like what is the whole point yeah. of doing this at the frontier day? You know, like that's pretty that's as large scale as we can get for mm -hmm. uh, the Starfleet. So every ship being at this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this this better be a big <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Resolution or, you know, something happened and and a good resolution to the problem that we're going to see. Yep. So. So that was our beef for this episode. Oh, I'm going to make sure you got it. Got all out. There wasn't something. I secret that you were holding on to um no i i'm i'm interested to see what happens with um with troy's therapy <laughs> session with jack because oh yes I, you know mm -hmm. like she's been out of commission for a while at home and i don't think active in starfleet and just you know not not a practicing counselor slash doctor kind of therapist person 
And she's just coming in and like jumping into the middle of something like it's talk like seems like it's rushed. It's like she's doing the fast express drive through version. And they did have the scene where um, she was talking to Riker, her husband, and said, you know, she was pushing her will on him. Ha ha. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, so, you know, like he said, you know, you got in my mind and you were ta- taking something, that last piece of the memory of the grief that I needed to deal with away from me. And she said, you know what? I wasn't trying to do that. I was trying to help you. And I was shouldering everybody's burden. So she realized in that whole reflection that they kind of made this emotional breakthrough of where they had uh, both been suffering and felt like they kind of had lost themselves and then lost their relationship. And he ended up going away from her off planet on, you know, out into uh, these episodes and far away and they come back together. And she said, yeah, you've changed. And she admits, like, I made a huge mistake of jumping, like, to the end of the therapy, like, skipping everything in between. So, I kind of feel like that might have been a little foreshadowing in what we're going to see. Like, is Jack going to come out a mess because of what she's doing in his head? Um, He's already a mess. Or is he going to do something to her where, you know, like, whatever this part in him, like, she said it was an... Uh, unencompassed evil or a uh, darkness. So is this darkness going to take her over and she's going to be messed up, Ooh, you know, not. like, so yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see where they ended up pulling this piece because I thought that was really interesting that they pull her out of, you know, she's just suffered some trauma of being kidnapped. Um, and then she's gone through this kind of emotional break with the husband. And now she's jumping into a therapy with this, Guy, she a young guy she doesn't know, and um, yeah, they're they're just going to go straight to that door and open it right up, and you know, it's kind of like plugging the data into the whole computer system. You know, I right, feel that's like, brilliant idea. Yeah, so I feel like this is a whole nother like repeat of that. Let's just plug Troy into Jack and see what happens there. I mean, they both might come out a mess and open <sighs> yeah. up this whatever it is, and it you know, spreads across to everybody. I don't know. You know, maybe we're going to have a next zombie apocalypse. Oh, come <laughs> on. You're killing me. You're killing me with these ideas. If it turns into, if that, I'm, I would stop. I would stop watching Star Trek. I wouldn't be a fan anymore. Okay. So <laughs> thank you for listening. If you're listening or thank you for watching, if you're watching, or if you completely zoned out with the, the zombie thing, which, okay, that might be kind of cool, but <laughs> You know, that would be I don't know, glowing awesome. eyes. You know, we had Children of the Corn, I think it was, or Village of the Damned, or I don't know, one of those movies where they all had glowy eyes. Oh, God. Children with glowy eyes. <laughs> Evil children with Evil glowy children, eyes. glowy eyes. What the f? Where's the beef? We are beyond your podcast. Lower your inhibitions and surrender your years. We will add inspirational and hilarious trip content to your day. Your attention will adapt to subscribe to us. Resistance is futile. <laughs>